On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're talking season five, episode 14. And we ask in our newest quiz, is Cupid stupid? We also question, are you casting an incantation or are you just naming anime characters? And the newest app to launch, Demon Dash, Souls on Demand. Delicious. And finally, we also learned that Famine rides a big black steed. That's just a rascal. Uh, let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. And I'm Liz. I'm very much appreciating the tone of Diana's voice and that intro. <laughs> it's a different one than she normally does. So just mixing it up. Mixing it up. Yeah. Keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. Even yeah. though we've been doing this for I not five years, but for five seasons now. There are five Definitely. seasons of this podcast. Can you believe that? It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And we've had like five downloads. It's insane. It's insane. Oh, more than that. Know, slightly more, more, slightly more. But yeah, uh, so welcome to Devil's Trap Podcast. If this is your first time here, uh, we're a rewatch podcast where we talk about the television show Supernatural. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I'm watching it for the first time. That is people. right. I always forget that fact. Diana's mm -hmm. a supernatural virgin, and we're just popping her cherries and all sorts of things in tonight's episode we're getting her into i think what is known as the grossest episode ever made of supernatural and hmm. so super excited to talk about that but first diana uh so tell us what's been going on in your land oh man we're uh mostly mostly pretty chill but i had one of those fun nights where you get to go a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll in the same night I uh, went and saw um, Katrina Kane, a songwriter out of Austin, um, uh, and then and this is all on a Sunday night, which is just crazy. It's a fucking weeknight. But yeah, we went and saw her at a little outdoor stage at the Kessler, and then we went to um, a bar in Deep Ellum, uh, Three Links, for uh, the Nerve Breakers, um, classic, uh, le legendary, legacy Texas punk band, and the Riverboat Gamblers, one of my favorite rock and roll bands period the end um and so it was a fun little outing for um someone we know's birthday show or whatever but yeah that's about it that we've been up to uh and uh looking forward to a car show this weekend going to pistons and paint up in denton texas so which the only, the only thing that sucks about it is the fact i have to drive to denton you gotta drive sorry, to denton sorry denton and it's gonna be cold i know it's going to be cold. Although I'm like, you get to wear a jacket. Oh, oh. I can't wait to wear a jacket. I may have to leave my house on. I'm able to sit outside, like on my porch in a jacket. Like that'll be good enough for me. <laughs> get you out of your house and an excuse to wear a jacket. That's all you need. I just, yeah, I just want to wear the jackets. I have so many of them. I never get Indeed. to wear them. Yeah, that's about it here. Um, you know, trying to plan a little vacation at some point, but you know, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're looking. You know, we've. I think it's already gotten to that point where I have no trips. Trips. I have no That's trips. So weird. 
no chips on my agenda and so we will rectify that so if you have any suggestions on where we should go always love <laughs> to hear it but i think we've already made up our mind and we're gonna yeah. see if we're i don't know i'll i'll spoil it a little bit we're gonna see if we're cruise people but you can take yeah. that whatever way you want i'm not gonna elaborate like do i want to go cruise the street do i want to go cruise for some hot dudes you don't know but anyways my life is that's all i've been doing lately is like fantasy looking at, at trips cru at trips and at countries to live in and visa requirements for places and just like really daydreaming because i want to not be here maybe <laughs> but uh it's yeah it's i uh, so what is like fascinating though is even though i haven't been leaving my house that much which has been it's so good so good i got i finally you know i'm caught up on most of my shows i uh binge watch the bastard son of the devil himself and oh, yeah. it was I don't know, like, I like witches. I like really hot, pale guys with bleach blonde hair, with tattoos and trench coats who, like, have magic potions. So it's worth it for that yeah it was fine like you know we met that we met that guy in new orleans we did not meet that them. guy in new orleans um because if we did i will be really mad that you did not let me go home with him you very much convinced me that he was bonobo spike and therefore i should not go like pursue was, anything right even choice. though i had the right right absinthe glasses on okay. so the fact that he was an actual human being was still kind of a question to me i was like oh is this what green fairies look like now they all come out like looking like spike from buffy but just like a little shittier uh, well <sighs> we need to I, go I back to new orleans soon oh my god <sighs> yeah and, and like now it's the not hot season oh well, I'd like to I'd like to give a thank you to everyone who voted in my poll in our Instagram story about our your preference for uh, season five, thinking season five specifically, Team Dean or Team Sam, both or neither. And I will tell you the answer was uh, interesting. So the, the only two of the responses out of the four got any votes, and that's a tie for Dean. And both. <laughs> so Sam got zero votes in this season for, yeah. this, for this season. <clears throat> I would request <laughs> and maybe wait, you know, after towards like the end of the season and we'll do this again, but I would like to add Crowley and Cass into the mix. Okay. And, and then I, I well, I've only seen Crowley go, like once. So I know. That's why I said we'll wait more to the end of the season. And I may just go in and hit like Crowley like 9,000 times. And they'll be like, I don't think Liz, I this election is not secure. That is, that is <laughs> what we are saying. And I'll be like, what do you mean? Just because I have access to the path, like the share, it's not a shared password. Not a shared mm -hmm. password for for our for our Instagram because then I think I I would probably lose my job if someone heard me say that. But um, it's like you no, know, it was like I think she knows how to get into the polling software. <laughs> like what? I don't know what you're talking about. Why did Crowley have nine thousand and eight hundred and fifty votes? Like I don't know. <sighs> I don't well, know, no, how, but I just I, I just I'm I just thought that was nice that in my ball. That's how many votes he's gonna get. I, I'm just gonna say I was slightly surprised that Sam got a big fat goose egg on this one. 
that's all I was going to say. For a minute, um, both was leading, I think. No, for a minute, Dean was leading, and then it kind of came back down. So it was interesting. So, yeah, that's our that's that's our uh, our supernatural vote that matters. <laughs> um, on that note. I remember uh, presidents are temporary, but Wu-Tang is forever. Wu-Tang. And politicians, all politicians are temporary. All politicians are temporary, but Wu-Tang is forever. Uh, so speaking of supernatural, and mm-hmm. I think, well, this isn't so much supernatural. This is just things that affect our world of fandom. CW has been acquired. And mm-hmm. they've been bought by, basically this company, Nexstar, got the the ruling amount. What, what do you call that? Like the most amount of shares? I don't know. Yeah. uh, They have the most because they got them from Disney and I forgot who else they got them from. So that means that the president, yeah, the controlling interest. Uh, That was it. I know business, business. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) they, uh, the long running president who was one of the main fans of the show and like Jensen Atkins has called him a mentor uh, has stepped down. And I I don't know the story behind that, but Hmm. the, the new person who has come in and just the company overall, like they're making plans to, reduce expenses because apparently cw may be not so profitable yeah i've heard some interesting uh, things about that over recent years but that's okay so one of the things that happened with that was that both the winchesters and walker independence uh they did not get the order for uh the back door i think is what it's called so like right now, like what they had ordered was 13 episodes. So mm-hmm. they didn't get the additional 10. So there's not going to be 23 episodes for the first season of either. Mm-hmm. The, um, they may still be renewed. That has right. it like been determined. So this is probably a fandom thing. Like you should probably reach out to the new people and say, Hey, motherfuckers. Don't take away like our last claim. You know, or just watch. If, yeah, if you if they're, if they're watching, if their watch numbers are high, that helps too. Watch numbers help, but also just you know, but that that vote that kind of voice does matter. So I yeah. don't know. I would just say annoy them, uh, but I also just annoy corporations in general because it's fun. So Nexar's plan, <laughs> though, like one person said, like one one source was like they're moving. They want to move towards more unscripted and cheaper scripted programming, and want to target older viewers than what the CW is traditionally been targeting, which is like the young. Yeah, so I mean, we're been, not young I, I read people. A, no, but I read a whole report about how like CW's part of their problem with their profitability has been that they make these shows that are quote unquote targeted to young people, but then really who watches them is women over forty. <laughs> That's what the like it's something I was like, oh, this hits hey, me close to home as are- I watch as I rewatch Riverdale. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Like, why was I looking at the Vampire Diaries convention? That's the week before the Supernatural one. I don't know. Um, but so some of the things that have already gotten axed, they've axed Stargirl, they've axed Nancy Drew. So those have been canceled. I don't know really what it means. So uh, turmoil, turmoil is afoot. And we will see how it all plays out. But in positive side of 
supernatural fandom words world whatever jake abel aka ada winchester did appear in the sixth episode of the third season of walker reuniting him with sam winchester again so uh the winchester winchester like one and a half yeah so like sort of a winchester reunion on walker which is always exciting to see, you know, and they all get to get that together. And oh, also uh, Crowley, a.k.a. Mark Shepard, is on Walker Independence. So oh, he's cool. been added to that. I think somebody else from the show was, too. So uh, just, you know, lots of things are coming up in the fandom and the world. So always good to watch that. So I think with that said, let's let's go into talking about this episode. Yeah. So this was named My Bloody Valentine. And it was named this because Jensen Ackles started in the remake of My Bloody Valentine 3D in 2009. So okay. there, there's lots of things in here that kind of poke fun at, or at least there's one main thing that poke fun at that movie. But oh. I did like looking at the, and I, oh, this, <laughs> there was a moment today where I went and looked at 3d blu-ray players and 4k televisions i can play it and like they're actually kind of cheap right now <laughs> but um so it was a, like a 3d horror movie and some of like the taglines were like on january 16th get your heart broken and nothing says date movie like a 3d ride to hell and wow. also are you ready for your heart to be broken he's going wow. to do it so it was a remake of like a 1981 movie, but they like have like pickaxes and bullets and trees and fire. And I it think like I remember that coming out. And that it comes out now. the screen at you. And no. I was like, I want to see this shit. And I was like, how much would it cost me to buy the things to see that? So I, the 3D Blu-ray uh, player is like a hundred dollars, and I could get a 4K TV like with Black Friday details for like two hundred and fifty dollars. The blue, so for the low, low cost of so the blue, the Blu-ray plus the Blu-ray plus the Blu-ray itself, which is sixty dollars. So we're looking about like for around five hundred dollars, I can watch right. this movie all in. Yeah, that seems like a large investment to see this one movie. Right. Just saying. Can you return the things after you watch it? That's the question. Oh, That's just like, just say you ship everything back. It was like, <laughs> I just wanted to see. I just wanted to have pickaxes fly at my face. <laughs> I'm done now. Thanks. Oh I, I don't know, I, like, how many movies were made with this technology. I think it's probably, like, five, right? Or well, like, remember, they were doing a bunch of movies where they'd have a segment. Like, I think even one of the Harry Potters had a, a 3D section of it. Um, where you could put on, they would give you the glasses and they'd tell you to put the glasses on and there was a section that was 3D. My problem is all that shit makes me motion sick. <laughs> so, that's Does it still after your LASIK? That's a good question. I don't know if I've done anything since then. I would try it again with the LASIK. Like that may have changed it because your vision's different now. Yeah. It depends. And then like, oh, can could babe? Uh, who no, is, I, think and, I, had, I think I'd already done LASIK. Or my laser surgery when I, my PRK, when I did, um, went to Orlando. I'd have to look back at pictures. I can't remember. And we definitely did a ride there that was 3D. And but I that was, ride, oh, um, yeah. We did the Simpsons ride. Like oh, the, the, the Simpsons... Harry Potter one was okay. The Simpsons one, like it was about to be full of vomit. 
I'm just saying. And I, I like, I'll get motion sick where I feel bad, but I usually don't yuck. I think by the end of Universal Studios, I was getting nauseous, but it was just from all of the 3D. And I think I was also probably drinking terrible alcohol. Oh, see, I wasn't even drinking. So, yeah. Um, way, anyways, so yeah, it, yeah so, uh, so we that, digress. There we, we go. We but digress. We, you need to watch <laughs> so, my bloody Valentine 3D. With yeah, and the the but then like, do I want to watch it like not in 3D? Like it looks kind of funny, and Jensen Ackles is the star. So, yeah. uh, but this this was season five, episode fourteen. It first aired uh, five, February eleventh, two thousand ten. So of course, right around Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. it was directed by Mike Roll, you know our Princess Switch guy, and he is currently in pre production for a movie called The Mob Kid. And this is the the synopsis: A father in the mafia magically switches souls with his geeky, insensitive son. So it's kind of like Freaky Friday ish. So it's like Freaky Friday, right? But it's a soul. But I guess that's the same thing. But like his son is geeky and sensitive. Hmm. And you know, this sounds like I don't know. Y'all are in danger, girl. You're in danger. You should probably mm-hmm. run away from this project. It's not going to end well. Uh, no. But it was written. Uh, so this episode was written by Ben Edlund. And one other person from production, I just wanted to call out for this episode, although he's been around for a while, but I think this one's a really important one, is Toby Lindala, who is the head of special uh, special makeup effects for this episode. And there's oh, just so yeah. many of them, and they're mm-hmm. all so good. He also, like in like like I said, he's done a ton of supernatural stuff and like so many movies. He's amazing, uh, but he's also responsible for the head in the windshield. Like the one that we couldn't figure out what to name. That is his work. Uh, So I encourage you, if you want to get grossed out, but like in the best way, go to his website. It's Lindala Schminken FX. But if you just look up Toby Lindala, you can find it too. Uh, It's his stuff is sick. Like it's just fucking sick. Like that best, like, oh my God, I can't believe that like you made this way. And he actually started out like on the X Files. Hmm. And, you know, there's so many people who work on the show, like, as actors and as, like, crew, like, who started out in X-Files. Like, so there must be, like, a family. Yeah, that, like, I, I like almost, and a lot of our guest actors have done, like, at least one episode there. Yeah, That's so I like knowing that that world is kind of, like, going around. So, like, probably, like, people, like, he worked on the same actors, even the small ones, right? Uh, so he's, you know, he's gotten some Emmy nominations for this, and he's been nominated twice for Outstanding Makeup for his work on Once Upon a Time. and. Oh. Voyage of, Voyage of the Unicorn, which I don't know what that is, but I kind of want to watch Voyage of the Unicorn, whatever it is. Hmm. I mean, I saw some, I saw that come up somewhere recently too, and I've never heard of it before. Me neither, and so which I'm I think kind of mad at myself. Yeah, I feel or like the, it, or the universe. I mean, I'd probably be mad at my, why blame myself when I could blame the universe? Blame the universe, like what this algorithm did not pick out that I wanted to see that movie. Right? Think, like, what the you fuck? Think, you sent me, like, I want to go buy, like, 5,000 sunglasses now, but, like, why didn't you tell me I need to see the Voyage of the Unicorn? Because that's what my life needs. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this episode. <clears throat> so we start um, with a city sidewalk and a couple walking down the street. It's obviously the end of a first date. It's Their names are Russell and Alice, and he cutely asked for a second date on Valentine's. Aww. And they kiss, and then they look longingly, and she's like, I don't want you to think I'm that type of girl, but let's kiss again and make out and go inside, which they do. 
And then shit gets weird. Yeah, they get like horny, like really horny, like like, like so horny. <laughs> so she bites. Well, he first I do like his I respect the crap out of you right now comment, and then she bites him like really hard, and there's blood, and that's quite a flex for a girl that's being a good girl on the first night hookup. But okay, and um, but they're both real tired of being alone, and she wants all of him inside her, but not in the way you think. No, that is not what she means. She wants to eat him. And they start eating chunks of each other. Yep. Really, really inside of her. Yeah. And they just eat each other. So in special effects land, there'll be a few things that we can point out through this. So this is a combination of a few things. So it's bread and raspberry jam. And according to Toby, I'm just going to call him Toby. We're friends now. Uh, the bread soaks up blood like a sponge. And then when you bite down, like you get that dripping effect on it, right? Because it's like, it's already mm -hmm. like in there. So then you bite in it and you get oh, coming down. But also then they were like, well, we it can't just be the bread. So they also use turkey. So turkey was like mimicking like the human skin a lot. So they right. were eating a lot of turkey. And he said they probably between each of them respectively probably had like a sandwich and a half's worth of turkey. Wow. If they used instead of raspberry, if they made it cranberry, that'd be like Thanksgiving dinner. And he also he he did mention he was like, we should have had cranberry, which I think is Damn. hilarious. But yeah, both of you, I think it's a smart <laughs> idea, right? Like if you're going to. It will talk you and bread and freaking yeah, because I mean that's that's Thanksgiving leftovers, right? You make a sandwich with some turkey and some cranberry sauce and you put it on yeah. the bread. And just but also just kudos to these actors for like yeah. powering through like that they were like it, it was so intense and so well done. <laughs> like it's help but it's like what it's it's funny and gross yeah. and you're just like, wait, what like when you first what realize happening? what they're doing, like Oh, she didn't bite him. Like she, she bit him. Oh, and 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 just I'll jump. I'm just gonna cheat a little bit and tell you for my casting notes. These the the actors that played Alice and Russell don't really have any other credits, so they fucking owned this shit. So they get, they were probably stoked to get this role. They get this role, and then it's like now eat each other to death, motherfuckers. But I hope you like turkey and bread, like. Yeah, you know? um, you know, the the commentary about them from like I don't know if it was creepy, but to say like how like they were just fucking troopers and they're just like, yeah. And but also like she they had to own this or you wouldn't have believed it, right? This oh, kid, for like sure. it was already kind of campy, like mm -hmm. and it sets the tone for oh, this episode's probably gonna be gnarly. <laughs> yeah. So, so we cut. Yeah. And they are in a a home, uh, and it's Alice's place, obviously. Uh, Sam's wearing a suit, being Detective Sam, talking to um, Alice's friend. She's the one who found their bodies, and she is packing her shit, or Alice's shit, one of the two, but she's packing a box. I would also, I would pack my own shit. I would well, not I mean, stay. I would, nope, nope. That stain's not coming out of that hardboard, hardwood. Mm -hmm. They showed it. Like, no, you need to replace all that, like... I watch enough crime shows. That blood's not coming out. Like, you're going to yeah. have to replace that whole thing. And then she said that she's the one who found them. And oh! that Alice was dead. But Russell was just mostly dead. He was still chewing. <gasps> Again. Y'all like my vomit noise. Sorry. Ah, don't do that. No. So they ate each other to death. 
Like, that yeah. is, and she's just like, what the fuck? And I do, yeah, she, I do think Sam got a little better at asking his weird questions here. Like they weren't disturbing. Like they fit with the motif. Yeah. He's like asking if she had been unusually hostile lately and just things like just kind of just general behavioral questions, which you would ask, would ask somebody when some weird ass shit happens. I also would like, have asked like. Has she been chewing on herself? Did she try to chew on you? Have you like has she had bite marks? On, like what? How does like, she order her steak? Yeah, <laughs> is, it, is it is she like a tartare or like a like well done? Like, um, but we find out that in addition to this, like there being no weird signs, Alice was a super sweet girl. She also wasn't particularly sexual in the fact that she was a virgin. Uh, she still wore a promise ring. And so even bringing this dude into the house like that was way out of character. Yep. Yep. But Alice was horny. And sometimes, you know, maybe she was just like, I'm throwing my B card out. It's time. It's going to be this guy. And damn, I'm hungry. So, but yeah, it's weird. We're going to cut from that to Dean in this, this yes, please motel. Yes, the please. Deco. Yes, please. Deco oh. wallpaper is so good. It's so good. It's so Diamond good. Jacks. And Diamond Jacks is having a special for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And you can get free champers by calling room service at nine. Like we would like walk in the door and just be like, eh. and they're like, the bellboy is still in there. Like what? And we're just like, we want that champagne. And just keep it coming. Just keep it coming. And they're um, like, no, no, this was not all you can drink. Like, what? No, you didn't say like a limit on here. Like, yeah. And I would just go to other people's rooms, be like, eh. Just tell them to deliver it to other people's rooms, but just leave it outside the door and we'll just like run down the hall and collect them all. Um, <laughs> just start making up voices too. <laughs> yes, yes. This is Mademoiselle in room 17. You can do, you can do your, your German accent for everybody. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so we we come at the motel. Sam comes in. He's got he he brought food. Good job, Sam. Um, he's like, but he's like, hey, at the house, the, you know, no EMF readings, no sulfur. It was so it wasn't a demon, and it wasn't it wasn't a demon possession, and it wasn't like a, a poltergeist or a ghost kind of thing. So, all right, well, Dean's like, yeah, I went to the corner, and it was fucked up. Their stomachs were real full, like real full. And so, they, well, actually, he said they were like Thanksgiving full, which is timely because Thanksgiving is in a couple of weeks. So I and they were and they were eating turkey and bread and they were eating pretty much turkey dinner. So think about that as you have your turkey dinner this Ew, year. Don't ruin that. <laughs> um, so Sam's like, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna buckle up and do some research. Why don't you go do your thing? And Dean's like, uh, what? It's like it's your favorite holiday, Valentine's, aka the unattached what is it, unattached drifter Christmas. But Dean's just not feeling it this year. Which is but you know, also know that's very douchey because what that means is it's Valentine's Day. So there's a bunch of very sad women that are lowing around and want to get fucked by somebody. And yeah. so it is your turn to swoop in and bang sad chicks. Well, sometimes sad chicks just want to get paid. And honestly, like, yes, Jensen Ackles, go out on Valentine's Day and find lonely women and bang them because that is a, a service to the world, sir. It is a contribution. Um, and, but uh, like most of you other men, don't do that. You do not look like Jensen Ackles, no matter how much you think you look like Jensen Ackles. You do not. 
So anyhow, but Dean's not feeling it. And he's, he pops a beer out of the cooler. So now we've just moved and bringing beer into the the hotel rooms. Like, fuck it. We're just like, this is, and I'll say, we'll probably start like, this is where the, the, the boys start drinking a lot during the show. Okay. And so once you start, I'm just going to put this into your eye. Cause once you start noticing it, you're just going to be like, holy shit. What is wrong They're with their drunk. livers? Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Noted. Okay. So he's got his beer out of the cooler and Sam's that, you know, makes a very astute observation about him. I said, you know, when a dog doesn't eat, you know, something is, is really wrong. Cause you're doing something out of your norm that you've always done. That's your pattern and you're choosing to not that's, that's a red flag. Yeah. Yes. Some, something's wrong. Something's wrong in the land of Dean, but yeah. Dean just wants to work. And Hey man, I get it. Sometimes like, I don't want to deal with my shit. I just want to work right now. Gotcha. Yeah. So we cut to an office and there's these two guys working late, obviously one's, you know, one keeps fuck with his cell phone and the other one's proofreading a document and it's Brad and Jim. And Brad starts giving Jim shit. Like, get off your phone. You're like on a leash with this woman. You've only been, you haven't been dating very long. You're just whipped. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, you only met her a week ago. And this is just crazy. And this is Brad's big project. And he just doesn't want it to be fucked up because Jim can't pay attention. So, First off, fuck you, Brad. I hate you, Brad. You suck. But also I understand that your your coworker is fucking up your job. And I get that. So I get you being mad, but you need to talk about it in different ways, Brad. Yeah. Well, and calling him pussy whipped. Not, not cool, bro. Not cool. And then she gets weird. Because of course it does. And we have the entrance of a very lovely or very pretty woman in a lovely dress, but she has completely tear-stained face, makeup's fucking everywhere. She is having a bad time. She is not having a good time. She did not put on the waterproof makeup that day. Mm -mm. She should have. And she says, Jim, where were you? I'm like, oh shit, this is whoever he was texting. And she tells him that you can't choose work over me. And he comes over. He's like, oh, I know. Brad tries to say something to help Jim because she's not looking super stable here. And before is he, he saying, say- is he saying something to help Jim? He makes the whip sound again. He goes, chapa. And for those of you who don't know, the chapa stands for pussy whipped. And it is a very, very stupid thing that stupid, stupid men say. And when she shot him, it was very satisfying. And I was just I like, I watched I that, that scene like weird. three times in a row and just like watched her shoot that douchebag because it was just very, that satisfying. Damn. Fuck you, Brad. Damn. I mean, was kind of, that was a dick thing to say, but I thought that was, I didn't think that was, I don't know. No, like a I, lot. I see a lot in Brad. Brad is just like every tech broke douchebag I have ever worked with. And not named Brad because if Brad, if you ever listen, Brad, you the Brads, you know, there's two Brads, you know, you're, you got, well, one of, yeah. well, at least one of you know you're awesome. You, Brad, you're great. But this, <laughs> this, this Brad, we're just going to change well. his name to Chad. He's a Chad. He's like a Chaz. So his name is Chaz. All right. So her shooting Chaz was just very like, thank well, you. I, she just, I like how she doesn't even like barely like looks over at him. She just like 
revolver up, boom, revolver down. What's a little bit distressing is it's that so Jim awesome. doesn't even really react. No, he's like, just like when it's so badass, mm-hmm. she's just like, boom, and then like yeah. goes back to what she was doing. Yeah, they go back to their conversation, and um, so she asks Jim what they're gonna do. He's like, well, something's always gonna try to keep us apart, whether work, family, sleep. Like, okay, now this is unhealthy. I'm just gonna talk about boundaries. But then she says. And probably prison. <laughs> That's true. And then right when she, right when she says that, and, and it's so have, deadpan, and just like and and now and prison now maybe or everything. Exactly. Yeah, and she said now prison maybe. And then like right then they cut it back over to Brad, and his like his chair just slipped over backwards, and the leg just goes like his leg just falls off <laughs> right when she says that. I was done. that was funny. I was I was like that is well played, well played. Um, yeah. So, but Jim has better idea of how they can be together forever by suicide. Yeah. And, but they, you know, their love is so deep. He doesn't have to speak it. And she just puts the gun up to the bottom of her chin. And that was a large gun. A massive pistol. I was trying to see what kind of revolver it was. It was, um, I've seen. I'm thinking it's like, it was probably like a three, it was some sort of 357. Yeah. And, but I'm not saying it's too much gun for that woman because I hate when guys say that to you because it's never true. You can, you can handle whatever you know, caliber of gun you want. You just need to know how, like, how to do it. However, yeah. that is too much of a caliber of a gun to be holding that way and shooting it because it's just going to like – like you, you that's just going to go back. Like I can't believe she shot him that well like with one hand too. Like, I don't think you'd be able to. A revolver of that caliber – and it wasn't like an extremely uh, long barrel or like, just janice you know, is a bad bitch and that's what was going with janice is a bad bitch she's like fuck <laughs> off Chaz." and yeah. so but at least you know they thankfully they don't show the actual suicide they they pan no. out and we just, we just get the, the flash get the, and the, the sound muscle flashes of the building. outside yeah, yeah so well so we've got uh, do we have to of course now we have to go to the the hospital and then the the coroner's office and um Sam's seeing this very suspicious bald man in a suit in the hallway, but Dean doesn't seem to really n- notice him. So we kind of just move on from it. Um, but we get to the coroner's office and the coroner rec- recognizes Dean from previous uh, meetings. As... Is he a medical examiner? Cause he's a doctor. Um, I thought they had him listed as uh, it's Dr. Corman. So okay. I had him just listed as yeah. it's Dr. Corman is his I name. Always get to, I get them confused and I want to know, like they should label them. They should be like, this is, this is a morgue and in the morgue works this guy. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> Dr. Dr. Corman um, calls Dean Agent Marley and then um, introduces Sam as Agent Cliff. So we get Bob Marley and Jimmy Cliff, which then yeah. immediately puts no woman go cry, like sucking my head and then like many rivers across then immediately follows after it. So that is what I will be listening to after this episode because well, I'll be listening to Jimmy Cliff. I will not be listening to Bob Marley because I live in San Marcos and listen to way too much Bob Marley there. All right. So, but this coroner or medical examiner, whoever he is, has uh, his fridge is so organized that it's Very organized. organized refrigerator full of organs that have been removed from these people, and the they are suicide. they are um, his, they're good in plenties. Yeah, so I like I like his reminder as he's going to depart to tell them to refrigerate after opening. Just a good reminder. 
So anyways, they um, they start examining the organs. And this is when Sam notices that the hearts uh, have an identical mark Before that, there is a note. And I missed it. And I, I didn't know it until, like, I went back. Like, I read it somewhere else. So uh, so Dean offers Sam the heart, right? And is kind of like, you know, will you be my Valentine? And it's just kind of a silly moment. But oh. apparently that was a trademark of the film, My Bloody Valentine. And uh, so the killer would leave a human heart in a box of chocolate. So that was a nod to the, they were like poking fun at Jensen, but also having the, I also, there's no way, like, it's like a guy with a stud finder, like having to make a stud joke. Like if I had a heart, like I would ask you to be my Valentine. Like I would just have to. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so they're examining the organs and Sam notices that both the hearts of the deceased couple have identical marks on them and they, it's a letter, but it uh, is, oh no, I think it's Enochian. (laughs) (laughs) So they call Cass, um, who appears quite quickly and he's like, oh no, totally an angelic mark, but it's a mark of union intended to mate. It's Cupid. It's a lower order of angel cherub third class. And there are dozens of them. It's not just one. Dean's like, oh, the fat kid in diapers. And um, Cass is like, they're not incontinent. (laughs) So, but basically they need to figure out what's going on. A Cupid apparently has gone rogue and we need to stop him before they kill again. Not a rogue Cupid. There's a rogue Cupid. Cupid. Oh no, that's going to happen. So what else is going to happen is Cass told us a little bit about their version of cupid we're going to talk about cupid but we're not gonna i guess talk about it more like i'm gonna quiz diana about what she knows about cupid in this game show we're calling cupid is stupid or stupid cupid i don't know pick one so the information for this game show or quiz whatever comes mostly off of wikipedia come at me i have went to library school i know how to do research but i had a busy week and this shit's fine like none of the stuff's inaccurate so whatever it's not jeopardy so deal with it okay (laughs) so all right we are gonna start off dying with maybe maybe an easy one hopefully we'll see all right so cupid is actually from roman mythology well what's the name of his greek counterpart is it a momus b eros c uranus or d hades b eros yes you are correct it is a the correct answer is eros Momus is the god of satire and criticism. So let's start a cult. Um, this will definitely be our new cult. I'm just cult Momus is going to happen. Uh, Hades is king of the underworld and king of the Anyone. dead. And Uranus is up your butt. So <laughs> there actually was a god named Uranus and he was the god of sky and heavens, but whatever. All right. So second question. All right. So if you did not know, Cupid carries two types of bow uh, arrows. He has one bow, but two types of arrows. Mm-hmm. And so one of them has a sharp golden point. And mm-hmm. so if you get hit with that, then you're going to have like uncontrollable desire and lust. And But the second kind is going to cause you to act like I do on most of my online dates, which is to be filled with aversion and a desire to run away. So... What hmm. is this tip made of? Is just the tip? Is it a 
bronze, B, iron, C, lead, or D, aluminum. Or if you were in the UK, aluminum. Aluminum. I know, my my answer is going to be iron. No, the correct answer is lead. And I don't know why. That's my second choice. It just is. Like, it's like a dull tip. So, like, if you... If you get hit with that tip, then you don't you want to run away. And uh, all right. So question number three. In classical art, Cupid was often depicted as riding what animal? Was it A, a donkey, B, a cat, C, a goat, or D, a dolphin? I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with goat. That would be great. But it's actually dolphin. So I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, maybe I have. Oh, okay. it's so no, good. It's so I think good. you're right. I, I, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you're right. I'm just like, I'm just trying to picture. I'm like, I guess I have seen that. Yeah. So like the wow. dolphin, I can't like, they apparently like represent affection or love. Cause I don't like they're rapey, horny motherfuckers. <laughs> right? So like affection or love. Cool. Yeah. But also, like, there's something like his mom is Venus and Venus's things were dolphins. So, I don't know. Whatever. He looks funny as shit riding a dolphin. Just Google it. There's some where he's literally, like, his hand is, like, flung back in the air. And he's just like, wee! Like, it's, he's having, like, his best life on this dolphin. So, definitely look that up. Noted. Noted. Okay. So, question four. In the medieval times, there were these people who had the best job title. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mythographers. Ooh. Isn't that good? Right? That I, mean, good. I don't know if it was necessarily their job title, but it was what they did. That's someone right. who basically records myths or comments on them or narrates them. Well, so since it's medieval ages and like they have to put Christ up and everything, they're like, okay, like we can't have like Cupid be an angel. Like he's going to be a demon, right? Uh, so he's going to be a demon of what? Was he the hmm. demon of A? intoxication b fornication c mm. infatuation or d defenestration i'm gonna wrap all of those it's so good i'm gonna yeah. say them over again i i am gonna go straight with a guess on this one um i'm gonna go into infatuation no it was fornication oh i almost went there i need to trust my gut i changed it the last minute yeah, you should go with it yeah apparently he was a character who would quote exploit desires to draw people into an allegorical underworld of vice wow. yes please, please. I was just saying, that sounds like liz's like best weekend <laughs> Please take me to an allegorical underworld of vice. Like, where does this exist? Like, is there a membership? Like, where can I sign up? <laughs> and and for those of you who don't know, defenestration is one of my favorite words taught to me by my friend Sammy. And that is the act of throwing somebody out a window. As in, in Russia, you often die of defenestration. So, anyways. Noted. <laughs> Noted so number five all right this is our last question all right so for all the all oh, the points if you get this I've only like, got, yeah i'm like i've only got only got one right so far it's terrible terrible showing today by you, me you can come back come, can you come back this is where you, you get it all right all right so there is a classical story from a latin novel metamorphosis 
also known as the golden ass. I just had to say that because the golden ass. So, which is about, you know, the, you know, that means a donkey, but it could have meant like a really awesome ass that was in gold. And I'm just going to go with that. And so inside of that is a story about Cupid and he falls in love with a woman named Psyche. So like this very famous love story of Cupid and Psyche. So he would, he falls in love with Psyche after he was sh- sent, sent to shoot her with an arrow to trick her into falling in love with something hideous because why was it because a his mother venus got really insecure about how hot psyche was was it b psyche pissed off zeus after she rejected fucking him as a swan was it c cupid got drunk with dionysus and together they thought this would be fucking hilarious or was it d that she was such an amazing seamstress that athena got jelly and wanted to get rid of her Huh. I actually am very torn on this one. I because think because the Greek gods are dicks and all of those yeah, all, I'm like I'm like I'm like I want to say all of the above, but I don't think this is all of the above type of situation. It is not. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with one. Uh, a Venus was jealous. That's You're how I remember right. her being a very jealous type. Or jealous she type. was. I remember that. Well, story. they were. They're all very jealous. Like all of well, these Greek all gods of them have. Were, like yeah. they all have flaws. But I remember but that. Yes, I vaguely remember that story. So I was like, all right. But I also remember the weird swan fucking. So it's, I was also curious. Yeah. No, that is Leah. Is that her name? It starts with okay. an L. Uh, yeah, there okay. is there. There's a, a woman who <laughs> fucked Zeus as a swan. That actually happened. Well, I think he raped her as a swan. Uh, obviously, Dionysus is you know the god of wine, and he does get drunk a lot. But no, that yeah. didn't happen. And Athena really does value. Like there was a thing about her getting mad about someone else's weaving, but it wasn't Psyche. So Psyche was just like she was really pretty. She had like two mm-hmm. other sisters, but she was the prettiest. TLDR. Cupid goes down to like go, you know, shoot her with something hideous because his mom was like, nah, nah, these bitches are like, everyone's like looking at her. They're not looking at me and they're not worshiping my statue. They're not washing it anymore. Like, I need to come back, come back. So he goes to shoot her, but he sees him. He's like, damn, she hot. I don't, I don't want to do this. Right. So he falls in love with her. And then basically, like, her father like goes to an oracle about how who she's supposed to marry and they're like oh it's gonna be really bad so they tie her up on a rock and so like they leave her to die on this rock and she's just like i accept my fate and then somebody like comes and they takes her out and they they run off with her and they take her to keep it and they're like on this island and so like they start having sex with each other in the dark for some reason and she was like you can't look at me and and so, like, she ends up getting pregnant, and then her sisters come, and their sisters are jealous, and they're like, no, you're fucking a monster, like, he's hideous, so she makes this plan to, like, like I'm gonna see him while we have sex, and so, like, she, like, gets this knife, and she's gonna kill him, and then, like, like the light turns on, she's like, oh my god, he's so hot, like, he wasn't in diapers, huh. like, he was, like, a hot, like, son of, like, you know, of Venus, like God, Aphrodite, yeah. like the hottest thing in the world. But so like she seems like, oh my God, he's hot. And then she trips and she stabs herself and like one of the good arrows, like the desire wins. So now like they're in love and then they go off and like they have adventures and the, like it all like it's all shitty, but I don't know if they end up together. Maybe they become stars or something. I don't remember how it ends. But whatever. <laughs> so yeah. 
Yay. So that's just right. a little bit. Uh, that's a little bit about Cupid. But in Supernatural Land, we're going to be at a bar with bar food. And that sounds, I'm very hungry. And that sounds so good right now. <laughs> but it's kind of a, like, it's a bar with bar food, but it's kind of a nice, like, taverny kind of bar. It hmm. looks like, like an upscale Binnigan's. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, but they've got a bunch of Valentine's decorations up. And um, Dean, Sam, and Castiel are there. And Castiel explains that they're there because um, <laughs> Cupid, well, Dean asks if it's because Cupid likes their cosmos. But uh, actually, it's because it's the nexus. It's a nexus of humans to pollinate. It's a garden that Cupid will come to pollinate. Like, it's just such a weird thing to say. I love it. I love it. And then, like, Cass is just, like, eyeing him because he's putting ketchup on his burger. But not for the reason that you should be eyeing somebody. For Why are you putting ketchup on a burger? What are you, five? Some people do. Yeah, it's disgusting. Sure. Don't put ketchup on a burger. What is wrong with you? Ugh. So, um... Yeah, but Sam or Dean preps his burger and then as soon as it's ready to eat, he just pushes it away, which is also weird because now twice that Dean has rejected food. Um, but Castiel grabs it, which is extra weird, and he's about to take a bite, but then they get distracted because Cupid's there. And you see like a little like a whoosh of wind through the room and this couple is obviously impacted. They're sitting off in the booth. So... All our boys have to go out back to go find Cupid. And Cupid's invisible, but Cass can see him. Yes. And Castiel has him like held tethered with magic, with angel magic. But then they make, he does an incantation to make him appear. And there he is, <laughs> aggressively like, hugging Dean from behind. I like using incantation. I'm like, Cass tethers him in the back and starts naming anime characters. <laughs> that too. That too. That and so too. Cupid like is just like hugging everybody and they're like the good good hugs, like crap, like back people coming hug. off, just like making everybody uncomfortable. And Dean's just like very uncomfortable. Like, are we in a fight? Yeah, he is not into it. And uh apparently Castiel explains he's like, this is like their handshake. And Dean's like, he says, I don't like it. Cast replies, no one does. Or no one likes it. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. I love um, it. Yeah, it's true. Okay. So they're just getting hugged by like this naked yeah. man. By naked, very friendly naked man who's very sweet and very excited. And he's like, and they start asking him though. He's like, what can I do? And they're like, hey, why are you, why are you killing people? What the fuck, brah? And he's like, wait, what? I don't, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Why would I do that? I love love. This is insane. And he's like, uh, he starts crying. Because he's sad because he loves love. And Sam's like, maybe one of us should go talk to the naked crying angel. So Cassiel tries and he's like, look, we didn't mean to hurt your feelings. We just, you know, and he gets so he gets more hugs because that's what happens. But he's like, look, I was just on a I was on my rounds. I don't know what you're talking about. Anything that happens after I hit people has nothing to do with me. So, uh, and he like gives, he's even like, Cass, even read my mind. You know, you can tell what, what, what's what. And so he does, and he's telling the Which truth. Which is so convenient. And also, why don't they have Cass do this all the time? Which I guess I it probably know. only works with angels. Power. But, like, yeah, Maybe. you have a human polygraph machine that actually works. 
Never. Right. If a, if you're ever asked by a police officer to take a polygraph machine, do not take that machine. Do not do that. No. Okay. Anyway, so, but Kaz's polygraph mind thing, totally fucked. Totes, 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 totes. And with mm-hmm. the like the Cupid tells us some information and he's so excited about it too. Yeah, because you know, all his work is just following orders and orders come from heaven. And um Dean's like, but why? What does heaven care about? And he's like, Oh, they usually don't, but certain bloodlines and destinies, like y'all, like John and Mary Winchester was a very big deal upstairs. And Dean's just like, whoa, 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 like, you hooked up my parents, like, and he's like, mm-hmm. well, no, but yeah, I mean, and so he, like, into this Cupid, like, this is, like, this is so great. He was like, but, you know, what we knew that. was that Sam and Dean Winchester had to be made, and that's a lot of shit, had to be like, just like, oh, yeah. man, there's a lot of destiny in the season, so it, much destiny. And it's a match made in heaven, and he dances gleefully. And so then he so sings, just so I, I'm I, glad we only see him from the waist up as he's dancing gleefully. Anyways. Yes. Although I would like to see him full nude with that schlong just like running around while he's singing heaven, I'm in heaven, which <gasps> though right before Dean punches him in the face, one of the things though, this may have also been a trigger because that is what Alistair used to sing to Dean as he was making him torture people or as he was torturing him. I forget which one it is, but mm. so that is a weird callback that happens right before uh, Dean punches poor, poor Cupid. Yeah. And it really it just hurts Dean's hand and makes Cupid upset and he disappears. Seats away. So kind of backfires. He sad eats. Yeah. And so, like yeah. Sam's and Sam like, was fun. Like, what is up your butt? Yeah, you just punched a cupid. And Dean's like, I punched a dick. <laughs> we didn't punch him in the dick. But, punched uh, a dick. <sighs> um so anyway, so that so we we know there's something up with Sam and Dean, but uh or especially with Dean that Sam's asking about, and Dean is not addressing it. So we go back to the medical examiner's office um, and um, Sam wants to hear about other weird ones that have come in. So they show, uh, the doctor shows him the body of Mr. Finch with his extremely distended belly. Look Apparently, how good this belly is. Look at this effect. Like, you can't see it it's right well now. It's well done. Go back, go back in your mind and look at it. And so uh, the, uh, so I remember it was Toby or somebody said, like, they were there during casting to find, like, the right size guy to do this to. Wow. And well, they, like, they um, went with, like, the normal guy. And it's so good. Okay, go on. Apparently, Mr. Finch used to weigh 400 pounds, had gastric bypass, and lost a lot of weight. But last night, he went on a Twinkie binge. <gasps> And I, I'm not, I'm not gagging at Twinkies. I'm just gagging at this story. My notes literally say in, like, I scribbled as big as I could on my page. Who came up with this? Because apparently he, he kept eating the Twinkies until he burst his, his gastric band. And then he still kept eating the cakes and the Twinkies. And he was jamming the cakes down his gullet with a toilet brush. Yep. Yep. But I also like, but you know, like I also like he know was what is rotting happening. A canyon. Like he was rotting a cannon. 
Yeah, but I also know, like, what is happening as he's doing is each time, like, he's putting it in his mouth, he's getting disappointed because you always think the Twinkie is going to taste better than it tastes. Uh-huh. And, like, so you're going to, like, put it, like, at each time he's, like, this next, tw- it's like you searching for hair, like, that heroin high or something, right? Like, this Chase next one, I'm chasing the Twinkie dragon, and the next one's going to be the one that tastes like childhood uh-huh. and joy, but no, it just tastes like styrofoam. And I'm going to keep doing that until my stomach explodes, and then I just use a toy... Why a toilet brush? No, I, I'm, girl, I'm telling you. That's why I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there's a lot of other implements you could have mentioned before toilet brush that wouldn't have been quite as shocking. Just saying. Like, what um, would you, like, like, could you do a plunger? Like, I don't know. No, like, oh, at which end? How's that fit in your which mouth? Which end of the toilet about? brush? Like, I mean. I know. So anyhow, but then now we're like, oh shit! Like it's not just love, not just love. Well, at first, like also our 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 fine doctor says, I'd say it was a very peculiar thing to do, and takes a swig of his flask. It's <sighs> very peculiar, I and I, I do. I, so, I did. I did also know the love of the the use of the word peculiar. Yeah. So Sam leaves um, and he's on the phone with Dean and he's like, look, this guy's not marked by Cupid. So can't blame Cupid anymore. Noted. There's been eight suicides and 19 ODs in like a week, which is way higher than average. So, um, but Sam gets distracted. And, and so, but they're going to go meet up. So, but Sam gets distracted and sees this, the bald man in the suit again. So he follows him with the demon blade because he knows what it is. And it is a demon. <gasps> I can smell animal. you. Yeah, smell. Sam could smell his demon. I can smell what you're cooking. Smell what this Ugh. briefcase is cooking. Ugh. And then the demon recognizes Sam. And then they fight, except they for Sam. Kind has, of has a, fight. Kind like, of, it's I, like a half ass fight. This demon's kind a of a very bitch, right? Weird fight. Is this demon like, a bitch? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, he's kind of a bitch, but it, like, but it's also like Sam's not being. It's just like, bitch. well, Sam's having a yeah. ma- Sam's all freaking out because he realizes what he smelled and how he knew it was a demon is that he smelled the blood. So this is all bad, but he's resisting the blood. He, but the demon drops his case and runs away after he gets cut. So Sam's got a suitcase now. So he goes back to the hotel or motel to meet Dean, and they're like, "Uh, what the fuck does this demon have in this case?" Um, and they go to open it, lid flight slips open, and you get this bright light. And it's just... totally Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's very Pulp Fiction, yes. Uh, and then Cass shows up, eating a burger. Weird. And says, it's a human soul. This is all starting to make sense. And Dean's like, "Why? when did you start eating? Which is a very good point, because Castiel does not eat. Angels don't eat. Um, and they've they've they're starting to think that okay hunger is a clue the town is not suffering from cupid it's from hunger and starvation famine <gasps> clippity cloppy clippity cloppy clippity cloppy we got another four horsemen another one of the horsemen is yep. here yes so we have so. another horseman and i think for up until this point like this is some of Cass's best lines best like I love this scene so much just because I think the writing in it's so good and there's good and some of it's just like straight from the Bible with like the way that like they incorporated it in. Oh yeah. And it's him talking and then we get some other scenes over it. It's really, really, really well done. Um but yeah, he's explaining that it's not starvation just as in food, it's sex, attention, drugs, love. 
um sex drugs you know. and rock and roll baby and yeah. then like he says this line it's so good and he says cupid made them crave love then famine came and made them rabid for it that's mm. so good oh so good mm. <laughs> and he figures out that his his vessel jimmy's Crazy. vessel yeah, well hung- jimmy in castiel's vessel yeah is eat, craving red meat he hungered for so meat. his hungry yeah. like the wolf so, and then will come famine riding on a black steed we, we see headlights of an escalade pulling into a parking lot suits and sunglasses exit ride into land of plenty an old man is lo- unloaded from the vehicle and onto a motorized wheelchair in, with his oxygen and great will be the horseman's hunger for he is hunger we're at an all-you-can-eat restaurant it's an entourage of about six entering his hunger will seep out and poison the air. The people at the restaurant start eating ravenously. The cashier is pulling cash out of the cash register and shoving it in a bra. And this old man in his wheelchair is just watching it all. As we see the cook in the back grab reach, grab fries that are in the fryer, the fry oil. And people are downing bottles of pills and booze, making out, eating. The cook's eating the fries out of his burned, bloody hands. It's just fucking bonkers. It's amazing, is what it is. Like it's famine is hungry, it must devour the souls of his victims. <laughs> and I'm gonna start making my hungry sounds soon. Uh, but so. I love, you know, when, I mean, we get to see like more of like the effects here. So when the cook is yeah. putting his hands into the fryer <sighs> and then he pulls them back out and that was all like makeup on his hands. And they said, you know, like they actually pulled back some of the other effects. Like they were going to be like smoking and like steaming, but they're like, the makeup was like too good for us to cover it. And so, yeah, but just that, that idea that I am so hungry that I'm reaching into this foil and then like, it's just debauchery and <sighs> chaos. It's, ah. Uh, Oh, yeah and just the way everything is in there and then like famine rides a rascal <laughs> that's his that's his that's his isn't he black that's his black that's steed. His black steed the black steed is not the escalade it is the rascal so like it just like <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. just like his like most pitiful cry I and mean, he's just like hungry yeah. hungry oh. and i make that sound so often and like stoned at my couch just like hungry doordash <laughs> oh. Uh, so oh yeah so doordash and, for souls that's so, what this, that's what this fuck that's what famine needed that's what famine needed and he kind of, no he actually had it like he te- well he did like, technically he did that he had the because lucifer I had actually, doing that for him i actually had it my notes that this was so this was doordash demon dash <laughs> souls demon on dash. demand yeah and so he, that's what's in this box right or what's in the briefcase is you what's in the box it's this time it's twinkie soul twinkie soul Oh man. So um we we get a brief explanation back with Sam, Dean, and Castiel that yeah, the this is this is demons delivering the soul to famine. Uh so they can feed him to get ready to march across the land. Which sounds roll. bad. Roll across oh, the well, land. Roll, roll across. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> so, <marching. laughs> 
at a very slow pace so um it's coming it's very slow (laughs) oh so back at the restaurant there's already flies like it's already fucking gross this was real quick um but our um our bald demon shows up and uh famine's real hungry but Baldy just basically has to tell him, like, look, uh, Sam the Vessel's here, and we fought, but he got away. Kind of. That's not really what happened. The demon kind of ran off. And uh, But I got his motel key. My gosh, shit, that's bad. Damn it, Sam. Damn it, Sam. But um, Famine's like, oh, that's fine, but give me my fucking soul. I'm hungry. Where's and... my lunch? I want my cream cake soul. You promised me cream cake soul. I put that on DoorDash. I am hungry. Yeah. Stop screwing up my order, DoorDash. Like, that is literally yeah. what's happening right now. I was like, look, I put this on here. Preference, cream cake soul. Yeah. Where, where's where's my cream cake soul? So he had to instead, Baldi is about to go, you know, explain that he lost it and go get another one. But, you know, it was just a whole thing. So he turns to leave. But Famine's like, nah. Uh, and he makes him black cock smoke out and eats his demon soul or whatever. He just eats his delicious cock smoke. Yeah, he eats Mm. the cock smoke. Black cock smoke. And then he's just like, delicious. So delicious. So we've got Sam back in the motel doing a cold washcloth to his face. Just Jones and like a motherfucker. He's seeing little babies crawl across the ceiling. Yeah, he is withdrawing like a motherfucker. Castiel is eating another burger. Weird. And they're like, so is this whole town just going to like eat, drink, and screw itself to death? Uh, Castiel's like, we should stop it. So how did you? you stop the last horseman? He's like, well, we got the ring from war. That was, I mean, that's the only thing you could really do. And Dean still has it. And so Castiel's like, oh yeah, Famine has a ring too. So Dean's like, great, let's go chop his fucking ring off. Duh. Avi. But then, and then Sam's like, uh, guys, can't go. Kind of hungry. Hungry for what? And then I feel like, hungry, hungry hippos. Like, that should like commercials to just like burst in. But, and then he's just like, you know. And Dean's like, oh, I know. I know. It's demon blood. No. Yeah. Yeah. So Dean can't, Dean has to, uh, lock sam down before he leaves which means they handcuff him to the bathroom plumbing and then shove a uh, armoire in front of the motel room door well castiel does that with like magic angel strength but all right but i also think you could do better like if i am trying to keep somebody to from escaping i'm not going to choose a pipe just because i know there are many ways to get out of a like let's say like they're easy but having watched supernatural for five seasons and seen their lives like i would assume that sam could escape from being attached to a pipe yeah maybe they were maybe they were being hopeful that he wouldn't be that adamant in trying to escape i don't know so um, Castiel and Dean go to the hospital and they run into Marty, who was Dr. Corman's assistant. And they're where they ask where Mark, Dr. Corman is, but Dr. Corman's dead. He apparently he was sober for 20 years, but that morning when we saw him with Sam and he had Mr. Finch's distended body, we saw him take a, sw- a swig of that flask, right? Apparently that was the beginning of the end for Mr. Corman because, or Dr. Corman, because uh, he went home and um, 
drank himself to death that day. It's never just one drink. Wow. Hmm. So Dean's actually kind of bummed by this. You could tell he's affected. He liked. Yeah, the guy. he liked Which him. Is, I mean, I, mean, I, I liked him I mean, like, too. I did too. I mean, we didn't have him very long, but I liked him. You he know, had but you could tell he's really some... some organs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The good news is though, his soul has not been harvested yet, so they're gonna be able to hang around and watch for someone coming to collect it. Back in the motel, Sam is struggling real hard. By the way, <laughs> it is not good. He is really wants to break out. Um, but yeah, so D- Dean and Cass are, are staked out at the hospital looking Stake for out. whoever's stake out to come see who's getting the freaking soul from Dr. Gorman. But finally, Dean, like, they're talking about the burgers because Cassiel has been eating a burger nonstop. This car smells so bad. Oh, God. Like, oh, yes. my God. And that, the, that smell is not going to come out of baby. Like, and I get so it. Wild. Like, they eat, like, fast food and shit. But, like, that's going to be, like, a smell of, like, after, like, a drunken dive into In-N-Out or something. Like, it's just going to be gross. really, really gross. And so, you know, but the hamburgers make me make him very, very happy. And I get it. And he has lost count. He like basically was like, well, it's probably in the little hundreds. And apparently Misha also lost count of how many burgers he had to eat. And at one point he said he had, he had to eat at least five, like he was eating like five burgers and it was disgusting. Wow. Yeah. Um, but they want to know, but he wants to know what Dean's hunger is. How is he unaffected by this? Um, and Dean's like, you know, I guess he's like, look, what I want a drink or sex or a sandwich, I get it. And so Cass is like, well, does that mean you're well adjusted? He's like, God, well, I just, just well fed. Just well fed. And I think this line is just so well crafted. He's like, yeah, when I want a drink, I drink. When I want sex, I go get it. Same goes for a sandwich or a fight. Like, it's a simple line, but like, it defines Dean Winchester so much. Just like, what? <laughs> like, I just, and that's, you know, a lot of like, I think like, what is like, call that like the super id or something like that. Like you're always operating on the pleasure principle, but so it's not necessarily like, it's it's not well adjusted, but at the same time, like, nah, it's like, I'm satisfied. Yeah. And I almost believe it when he says this. Almost. Anyways. So at this point we do see the man in the suit with a suitcase. Uh, um, exit the hospital and get into a big SUV. So they follow him. And um, we do go back to the motel. Sam is still desperately trying to break free. He almost pulls the freaking sink off the wall. Yeah. And then we hear a, <laughs> but then we hear a noise and he's distracted. So he calls out. He thinks, he thinks it's Dean and Cass coming back for him. And they're like, what happened? I'm still, you know, I don't think it worked. Yeah, I still want blood. This didn't work. What's going on? Mm-mm. It's two. It's two demons. Uh oh, not friendlies. Nope, nope, not nope. good. But then, like, they make a stupid decision and decide that they're gonna bust him free. And like, he I is also real hungry for demon blood. He's real hungry for demon blood, and at this point, I'm like, demons. Like, don't you know? Like, like they're gonna kick your ass. And the same thing, like, as, like, Sam, not Sam, as Dean and Cass are, like, doing that very inconspicuous drive in the Impala. Like, don't the demons know about the Impala by now? Like, if, like, (laughs) they talk about them all the time. Like, does nobody mention this car? Surprise! Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fight goes poorly for the demons, is the short way to say it. But he is, after she talks, like, this demon 
chick is real condescending and thinks that she's just having the best day ever. But instead, um, he throws her, attacks her, cuts her neck open with broken glass and starts drinking a shit ton of her blood. Yeah, he does that. Like, he does that, like, so hard. And it's just like, shabam! And then, like, I guess at least he didn't just, like, rip it open. But... And then the other guy comes in, you're like, oh shit, Sammy's got his mojo back and his fruit yep. punch mouth. The fruit punch yeah, mouth is also back and will remain for the rest of the episode. Yes. And, uh, but he now he can do his Sammy psychic fling and flings, flings the other demon real bad. So, uh, yeah, we got our, our stakeout at the, uh, at the buffet now going on. We know so there's... this is not just a buffet. It is bigger sense. And this is where they won the, uh, like, remember the, the free food for a year during yeah. the, like, this is where they won that. So bigger sense <sighs> is back. And so, and it's all you can eat. And damn it. You know, like there's no, all you could eat burgers, I guess, like maybe Fuddruckers. I think that's like probably the closest. I bet they'll make you a burger at Golden Corral. Do they have burgers? No I mean, I mean, you. I mean, it's appropriate because everybody in Golden Corral is driving a rascal, right? <laughs> and so, and some of them do have like, like I know at Old Country Buffet, so I'm assuming the same goes at, at Golden Corral because they're the same thing. OCB versus Golden Corral, like yeah, whatever. But like, people would have like the trays like mounted on the rascal, and I was like, yeah, that's that's a dream wow. life. That's, that's it. That's the dream. I don't even have to breathe as I go to get my food. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, Dean's, Dean and Cass have a plan. And Castiel is just very distracted by food still, though. This is not good. But I the plan it. is that, that Cass is going to take the knife, go in, and cut off Famine's hand, and then finger. meet Dean back it's in the parking finger. lot. Or no. his, finger, oh, me, his finger. And then meet Dean back in the parking lot. And just goes and does it. He gone flip and Dean, and Dean realizes this is a bad plan and that it's not, he's not gonna be able to wait in the car. So he decides to go in. He goes in the restaurant's real dark, which is not a good sign ever. We know this and he's in the back and what, what do we see? We see Castile's back from a distance. He is sitting on a floor eating raw hamburger. Yep. He found the restaurant pan of burger meat oh. and he is so happy, but Dean is not. And we're going to fight. No. Fight. Yeah. He gets attacked by a demon. Like you do. Um, two demons. And then, so they, they beat him up a little bit. And then they walk him out um, to the main restaurant area. Well, And they all have sunglasses on. Which I think is like. some like men in black shit going on here. Is it because of like the soul glow? Which I guess is a reason. But you just look douchey. Oh. You look douchey. Oh. It's dark. And you have sunglasses on. Sunglasses at night is never a cool look. Anyways. Yep. I say, don't say never rarely a cool look let me go there because i don't like numbers absolutes um, no absolutes but for the most part you look like a douchebag yeah so they're out in the main part of the restaurant castiel's still eating he's got the knife the demon knife is on the floor next to him and famine starts is there and he starts talking to dean and he calls he referred basically calls castiel a dog and saying he just threw like a dog he just threw a steak to him and um Dean's like, what? So this is your big trick, making people co cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? <laughs> and Famine's going to monologue. He's going to monologue. Guy. And that's that's just what he's going to do. And like, but some of the things, I'm just like, oh, 
stop being right. Stop being right. And he's just like, yeah, no, America, this is so great. All you want to do is consume, consume, consume. But also hunger like can also just come from the soul. It can be from the soul. Mm-hmm. And Dean's just like, nah, not mine, asshole. Like, you can't yeah. get this. And then, like, he just rascals, like, right up to him and, like, slowly approaching. Like, and which is even worse, like, you're being held by sunglass juice guys. I just have to watch. Slowly approaching Come on. Can we turbocharge this bitch? And then, like, he, like, oh, then you know he's got, like, clammy old man hands. And he's just like, stomach. And you're trying not to, like, hate, like, be gross out by an old person but you're just like ah oh, this I hand like this is was so- an especially gross old person but with amazing eyebrows but uh so and he's just like that's a deep dark nothing inside can't be filled with anything i can see inside you dean i can see how broken you are and it was like oh damn and then he's like Ouch. you're so defeated but you keep fighting and you keep going through the motions and then i immediately get like buffy the vampire like musical like going through the motions stuck in my head but that he says like the gothiest of all goth things and says you're not hungry dean because inside you're already dead. Whew. Yes. Oh. Also title of my next goth album. Inside Liz is already dead. Oh well, damn, that I'm was like, like man, that monologue that moment. was yeah. Oh. That one. The one that one. The first one was whatever. I mean it was it was good. He, I, I will I'll take it back. Famine's monologues are pretty good. They really are. But but then we hear Sam saying, Let him go. What? Let him go. How did let him go? (laughs) Sam's there. Yay. And Dean's kind of like, the fuck? Because not only is he shocked that Sam's there, but Sam's also got Kool-Aid mouth. He got blood all over his face. So Dean knows that he he, we have a relapse on our hands. (laughs) Oh, Um, oh, oh, you you went off the deep end, Sammy. Oh, you did. mm -hmm. And but Famine's like, oh no, demons, don't attack him. Yeah uh you know sam but sam already got the snack that he sent to him so sam did this on purpose oh shit oh let's talk about some manipulation nice um but he also informs sam that sam won't die from over drinking demon blood he's uh the exception to the rule the exception that proves the rule because that's what satan wanted so like all these other people everybody else dies from overindulgence in their hunger but you, you, uh, Sam will not die from that. All you can eat. All you can eat. You are open for business. Now, please eat my demons. Yeah. And Dean, it looks really distressed. He does not have faith in Sam's ability to resist the temptation. No, and he shouldn't because Sam just is like hoovering in that cock smoke. He just like suck it. So he instead, but Sam does resist cut, slicing open their throats and drinking their blood and starts, puts up his hand to do his psychic Sammy exorcisms and all of the demons at the same time cock smoke out. Yeah. Well, they're all distracted with this and it is taking a very long time and there is a lot of so and much it's just whirling around and sam's roiling, like oh. roiling black <laughs> roiling cock smoke black <laughs> roiling cock smoke and so but oh. but also this is like the first time where like you start seeing like that he's 
and he's ingesting actual demon right he's not like just doing blood like he's it's sucking he's sucking out the cock smoke right like that's actually coming down and zine's just grabbing the knife and watching it right and and so okay yeah and he's just like no and fam's like whatevs i'll eat them all Mm -hmm. and so famine eats them all but dean's got the blade so Dean tries, or Sam tries to do his psychic attack on Famine, but it can't because he's one of the horsemen, so that doesn't work. But um, it works on the demon souls that are inside of Famine. Yeah, and I I will translate this into a different way for people who are very dirty. So he's like, Famine's like, I'll eat them all. And Sam walks up to him and tries to suck him off. And then Famine's all, I'm a horseman, don't work on me. And Sam's all, I know, but it works on them. And then he starts sucking off all the demons he ate. So that's a translated version. Getting sucked off Accurate. also reminds me of have you have you have you watched Ghosts? Yes, of course. Like okay. you finally started so getting watching. sucked off. That's right. Yes, getting yeah. sucked off. That was very much where my brain was when I I wrote that. But and Dean just kind of looks at him like, what? He's just like, the fuck? What just happened? Yeah, yeah. It's not good, but um, there's like it's stuff coming out of Famine's shirt. It is just not not a good scene, but. Uh, the good the good thing is, is that Sam's able to stop what he's doing and Castiel finally stops fucking eating. And Dean just looks shook. Yeah, <laughs> That's where like, we're at. Yeah, I, I, Dean like has my face, which I think I probably often get where I'm just sitting there in the dark, just like, what happened? What happened? Whoa, where what do we what do we do now? And then at least they just like we don't get the intermittent of like how they leave whatever bigger sense. No. Is. All we know is that suddenly we are back at Bobby's bunker. Yay! And my favorite place, the demon hole. Oh, I love the demon hole where Sam just goes to get detoxed. Uh, yeah. So, so pretty in Dean there. Is dinkin', Dean's drinking in the hall from the bottle, listening to Sam scream through withdrawals. So this is terrible. Castiel's trying to comfort him, but, uh, but nah. Dean well, decides to go get some air. And I think it's also like Sam I mean, Cass really thinks that Sam's detoxing is what like that's what's getting Dean's goat. And I think it's possibly, you know, just that Cass doesn't have a great understanding of like human emotions and can't see that nah, like this wasn't just like it's not the demon detox. He broke. Like yeah. something like broke inside him and this was like just the last like the last thing that happened and he's just like can't can't take anymore. Can't talk to you, Cass. I gotta go. I gotta go outside. Yeah. So we got Dean standing out by the cars, especially he's by a baby, but all the other cars out in Bobby's property in the rain, crying, looking up to the sky, saying, please, I can't. I need some help. It's so, it's so hard to watch and I so want to help him. Like, and I think like as a viewer, like that's when they just like, I also had a customer. We had a poor woman. Like, I'm not going to go to it. But, like, when you see somebody that's in, like, that much, like, stress and pain, like, yeah, I want to I save you, Dean. Like, Dean, you're sad. Like, and you're so desperate that you're just begging for God to help you. Yeah. Yeah. That's very sad. So, yeah. That's the episode. Uh, all right. So, let's take a moment. For that to kind of seep in and maybe get a little mm-hmm. palate cleanser 
uh, some casting couch. We can do that. We can do some casting couch palette cleanser right now. Casting couch is the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 la. All right, so, go ahead. take uh, away the badness, Diana. I'll try. So our our Dr. Corman, who we liked so much, was played by um, Jay Brazow. He was in a lot of television, everything from MacGyver to X-Files to 21 Jump Street to a bunch of voice work on G.I. Joe, Madeline, Sonic, um, the animated Sabrina series, and the Bratz movie. He was uh, Kreutzjik in Cool Runnings. Uh, he was Mr. Cobb in the Lonesome Dove miniseries. He was yeah, Mr. Moloch in um, uh, Slam Dunk Ernest. He's, he's in one of the Ernest movies. And an uh, official, he's a, re, a re, reoccurring official in the Airbud movies. Do the Ernest, the Ernest movies, we can't watch those now, right? Like, they're not okay? Like, do they hold I up? Know. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of afraid to watch, like, I'm betting they're bad. Oh God, they were so good back then, though. I know, um, but oh, we we need to try. We should try. He was Doctor Chuck Nelkin in Best in Show. <gasps> he was yeah. a character named Bobby in the movie Double Jeopardy, which I love. Um, he was Father Mold in Horns, which was a Daniel Radcliffe film in 2013 that came out. Oh, that, that was really that good. weird one. It. Yeah, no, but it looks it. yeah that one looks super. It looks too dark. Yeah. Too dark. Uh, and in one of your favorite series of films, he was in um, Step It Up All In in 2014. I know you like those. Uh, and then the movie Noel, spelt N-O-E-L-E, with Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader in 2019. Oh, a Kendrick. I'm assuming it was a Christmas movie, but... It was. Um, she she plays Noel, but uh, he plays Let Santa Let me guess, like, that. she, like, is, like, leads a choir and... Nope. Like, no? Nope, she's Santa's daughter and then becomes a new Santa. It's a whole, like, feminist thing. Anyways. Uh, like a girl can be Santa argument. Anyways. It's fine. It's, sure. It's cute. A woman can be Santa. Why couldn't a woman be Santa? Oh, you fat and dull if you want. So, but yeah. She so had to sing. His... Like, there can't be an Anna Kendrick movie remember. where she doesn't sing. I don't know. We'll watch it this Christmas. Nah. Yeah. But, so he was Santa in that. So he's been in a, in a lot more other stuff, too. I just gave some, I just wanted to give highlights. Yeah. He's he's had a very, very broad career. Illustrious career. Um, The um, Lex Medlin played Cupid. And he's just done a lot of television, a lot of single episodes, but a, a lot of work. Um, but he's a regular character on the TV show Southland. It's one I've heard of, but I haven't personally mm. watched. Um, our um, Brad was uh, played by BJ Prinsko, uh, uh, Prinslu, excuse me, I said notes are terrible brad pj prinsloo and he was he's on a regular a regular on a show called edgemont and he was in the movie disturbing behavior in 1998 nice um and then jim was scott mcadam and he was in um he's on a uh, fortunate son and a bunch of television shows as well our um other kind of more notable ones we've got um Janice was played by Lucy Guest. She was in she's in the uh, Netflix movie Hypnotic. She's been in a lot of like hall I, I say I call them Hallmark movies, but like your TV movie, like romance movies, like cute like relationship, not like creepy or not. Yeah, but 
for their not Hallmark sexual movies. romance, but like but Hallmark yeah. slash Lifetime movies. Yeah, yeah. The, we want to be a rom com, <laughs> but we're not. And this poor woman yeah. devoted her life to her career, and then she like has to go to a small town and save it. And but she learns, falls in love, so it's but okay. But she falls in love, and then she learns that she has to value more than her career because having a career is terrible for a woman. Oh, did I just explain all the ro- the things that are wrong with Hallmark Channel? Okay, not all on. of them. Not anymore. They're not that bad anymore. Um, she also, in fun other roles that we'd know her from, she was Cersei in Sabrina, The Tony Adventures of Sabrina. Um, she was uh, Nikki in the movie Buddy Games. It was with Dax Shepard, Olivia Munn, and some other people. Comedy. Um, she was in multiple episodes of I Zombie as Viz- as Vivian's assistant. And as an interesting side note, though, in addition to acting, she's actually directed six other TV movies on, like, the, in the vein of Hallmark, like the Hallmark yeah. kind of romancy things. But she's been a director as well, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Then we've got Marty, the who is the assistant to Dr. Corman, which we didn't see a ton, but he got referenced we, more than we saw him. I feel like he got cut out. Like, because Dean's like, hey, so. Marty. I'm like, oh, we, I think we missed something with Marty. Maybe yeah. there was an original coroner scene. Maybe, but anyway, so he was a meat. Oh, that was part. Sorry, it was played by Charles Singh. He was a meat in the movie The Guru, if you remember that, and just like a ton of TV uh, from Fringe, V, X Files, Once Upon a Time, Trackers, and some other stuff. And he had a small part in the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, and then Famine was played by James Otis, um, who has passed away. He passed away in 2020 at 71. Um, so older gentleman. RIP. Um, he was did he had a, did not have a massive um, career, honestly, in film that was trackable. Uh, he was Solbor on Deep Space Nine, which was a somewhat re- like a recurred for a few episodes. So, like, um, did he decide like in his like I'm older and now I just want to be an actor? Fuck it. But Deep Space Nine, that would have been a while ago. And then he was in the movie The Black Dahlia. Uh, he was Dolph in that. And that was a while ago. But that wasn't a too. while ago. That was a while ago, but not like a visit Black Dahlia movie I'm thinking of. But no. And then um, he's just in a handful of TV like, Or movies, maybe but... he was just like, I have to share these eyebrows with the world. And thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. You. My life is so much better because of your eyebrows, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But that that's that's it for this episode. But yeah, you know, it's some interesting interesting appearances. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So we'll return so, from the casting couch. And yeah. let's talk about how this episode made Diana feel. It's, Was it's, it a, you know, so are it's, we in Bummerland? We ended in Bummerland, man. I don't know how you don't end that one in Bummerland. But it was a really fun episode, and you feel like a dick calling it fun, but it was a fun episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, like, you know, everybody, like, gave in to their demons. Sam's free, like, not literally, but, uh, like, Sam's, Sam's hooked back on the demon blood. Castiel's gorging himself to death. Freaking Dean's empty inside and dead inside. But this was really fun. Like, you feel like, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels wrong to say but it, it kind of was because you had just really unique storyline with the death scenes and with with the cupid and then bringing in famine like it was just a really good storyline i enjoyed it in that regard but it was so emotionally distressing to seeing sam struggle most the biggest thing were sam's struggle dean's reaction to sam's struggle and dean's own struggle in that he just really didn't have one anymore 
that he broken and but also i think you know it keeps those relations like those emotions are very relatable you know we all have like i mean whether or not you're fighting an addiction or whether but it was like oh that's a very you know this is something that i know i need to like not do but i'm being driven to it so we identify with sam saying and then with dean i think anybody who is exists now can just be you know very much you know relate to i've been hit on the head like over and over again and now i'm just done and empty right Mm-hmm. but also yeah. it's kind of uplifting because he's not that empty he's like he still has hope right because if you don't right. have hope you don't ask for help you just give up and he's not giving up he's just like i need something to get me over this next yeah. hurdle like what what yeah. is gonna what can help me like figure this out so in a way like i think it's just the like the episode was so well written be, which is why it was enjoyable and funny. The, it was disgusting. Yeah. And I love like things that are that gross, but also not scary. Right. So like right. it's that realm of horror that I really like, I love comedic, I guess it's comedic horror, you know, where it's like, yeah. okay, that's, this that, is that's not, mm-hmm. yeah, this is not something that, you know, this is not a rom-com. This is just someone is eating somebody and that's disgusting, but it's also kind of funny. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, I think tonality. Oh. I really, I, I vibe with this a lot because we get I that I, I, the I levity like that mixed in with the these are the hard lessons about these characters we're facing right now, but yeah. also you can eat a bunch of Twinkies and die, which yeah. is also true. If you eat a bunch of Twinkies, you will die. I just, I'm I not a scientist. The toilet, br- the toilet brush being used to ramrod them down your throat like a cannon. Like the, silly, I'm the, just pic- gonna, the picture that that line painted, I was, just cannot. Nope, nope, stop, stop, nope, nope, go it away. Because I'm just like, that toilet brush isn't clean. We're going to stop now. We're going to stop now. <gasps> oh. Yeah. All so right. uh, I think we're not in bum- like So last week's, epis- last week's was episode was not bummer, right? We've had. No. Like, so I think we're two episodes since Bummerland. Well, last week was. Tra- time travel so it's just annoying that was stupid but not bummer no this one this one it, it wavered almost into bummersville just because of the the introspective sad and stressful ending but i wouldn't call it a full bummersville okay I, I'd so not that. I think it's good. so it's this is bummer suburbia sure bummers adjacent bummers adjacent <laughs> this is the subtown where you know you can you can bitch about the propositions that are in that subtown but you don't live there <laughs> yeah all right and with that no you can't tell the midterm is just ended Woo-hoo! What? <laughs> cheers jerk <laughs> cheers man devil's trap podcast is a don't get a production meow Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.